Welcome, everybody. It's the Todd and Taylor Show. I am Taylor Trask. And I'm Todd A. And we are talking Comic-Con. SDCC. It has... (laughs) It is come and gone. Comic-Con. San Diego the, Comic-Con. Not South the Dakota. Big one. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't started yet. We had to be specific. Um, yeah, it's, it's come and gone. And, man, you went. And for the umpteenth year in a row, I did not go. And I'm going to live <laughs> vicariously through you and all your friends. Um, yes, and all our wonderful guests today. And all our wonderful guests. We've got guests, everybody. Um, it'll be fantastic. And, and there's so many things to – this is a big one this year. Like, I didn't – I kind of didn't expect it to have as many surprises and – interesting sort of news and things come out of it um, i agree it kind of snuck up on how on the big stuff that came out of it um and even just the experience of being there like i came away with a really positive experience which i definitely didn't have last year um or probably even the year before so that's so cool and that should be you know that should be how it is it should be something where you're like i don't know what to expect um and it's always positive but there's that element of mystery or surprise where I mean, maybe it's just maybe it's just the fact that a lot of the studios going into it didn't really do a lot of fanfare about what they were going to announce, so it kind of had a not a lackluster sort of expectation going in, but just more of a tempered, I guess, expectation. And then when everybody, you know, and Warner Brothers is like, "Hey, look, boom, pang, pang," you know, just everybody started like, you know, dropping these these home runs. Yeah, um, I actually think it works better this way because. They, in years past, they have relied so heavily on the hype beforehand. Yes. There's just yes. no way it can live up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about one instance of that uh, a little bit later in the show but um, that I specifically experienced. But, you know, I, I think that's one of the great things that came out of this was Marvel and DC and – or Warner Brothers, I guess, and, and Marvel, have, they're producing so many great things coming up in the next two years that they get to talk about – but it would have been almost worse if they were talking about it too much before. Yeah. Showing, you know, true, it's that, true. that pre-hype, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always think of the the one year where the like the hotels were like, you know, there were like 40 story posters on them for Scott Pilgrim and yeah. um and then the movie didn't do so well and I read this retrospective that said they were so sure that selling it to the fanboys and girls uh was going to boost that movie. And they and it made it was such such a big deal at Comic Con that it kind of like they miscalculated their marketing budget, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> because those people are just going to go anyway, but they didn't end up selling the movie to like, you know, other people who might be interested. So yeah, I, I I've definitely felt like in years past that those angles they take have changed, and also we didn't have any big, uh, uh what do you want to call it? Like the um the tentpole movie. Mm. Event like there was no Jurassic World or Jurassic movie. Star uh, Wars soon enough. Yeah, no Star Wars soon enough for them to hype. No Avengers. No, I mean they did end up hyping Justice League, but there was nothing happening like in the next few months that was yeah. gonna yeah. You know, blow up that they had to spend their energy on. So I think it let them diversify a little bit and show off everything that they're yeah doing. yeah. So yeah. Um, well, it's weird too because now it's like we're seeing this this advent of studios basically having their own Comic Con. Like Disney's got is a D two or D three um, uh, every two well, years. Think, isn't it D? What if, was it D twenty? D twenty Disney. I don't even know what it's D, called. Is that just a dice? D twenty three. Is that uh, <laughs> D twenty three? That yeah, is it. D twenty three. You're right. D23. Uh, I had the, the numbers just not. Together. Yeah, and there's Star Wars Expo. 
Star Wars uh, Expo. Celebration. Star Wars Celebration. Jeez. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and, and I am <laughs> surprised Warner Brothers hasn't jumped on that bandwagon yet. I'm sure it's only a matter of time. So, you know, having those events to sort of circumvent exclusives from the, you know, either New York or, or more more mainstay. You know, I, I, at this juncture, I think SDCC is the Comic-Con. New York, probably second. Everything else kind of a distant third. In terms of you know the uh, the amount of people who go and the amount of sort of attention paid to it by by studios, I mean, is that fair? Yeah, um, I think so. Not I, that I, others, I mean, I love Denver's Comic Con, but it's not like we're not attracting. It's not like the the granddaddy of them all. I I, I wonder if it's if it's changing a little, but I but I, honestly, one of the wonderful things about all, all other Comic Cons is that they are not looked upon as the place to to break all those movies and stuff like that. Sure, sure. So that's what. Um, although I don't know, have, have you been to Denver Comic Con? I don't. Wanna... I have been by it. This will this next okay. year will mark my first time finally effing attending this damn thing. Nice. Uh, mainly because you and I will have stuff to talk about and promote and things, but just in yeah, general, that'll be cool. And we, be, you know, yeah. so I've been to uh, Emerald City Comic Con, which I think is wonderful and is one of those that comes up repeatedly when I talk to fans or creators mm. because they do such a good job of of balancing that act where it's, you know, nobody goes there to break the new Justice League trailer, mm-hmm. but there's big stuff that happens and the indie creators seem to be mixed in with the big, you know, major label creators and it all, it just feels very familial and uh, fun. Um, Long Beach Comic Con near me is a very comic-centric Comic Con um, you know, so it's definitely like more low key, and then there's Kamikaze in LA, which I have gone to several times, which is, uh, you know, more, um, more LA. It's more show busy, and like it's like there's way more costumes. Actually, we'll talk about that a little bit later as mm. far as San Diego goes. Um, and uh, and the it's maybe less comic booky for sure. And it's then, weird uh, that it's weird that the Los Angeles con didn't become simply just being in their own backyard didn't become sort of the the magnet for all this this stuff you know like the big yeah I, san diego's just got that history you know they're they're just established as the comic con and there have been many efforts over the years to bring sdcc up to los angeles mm. and i just as a person who lives in the middle of those two cities i hope they resist that forever mm-hmm. because i think part of what makes it so special is being in san diego mm-hmm. I, I would hate it in la i think mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um you know i like as much as i love kamikaze i i, w- I don't want um san diego comic-con to go there to la mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah nice yeah so why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about on the podcast tonight tell the oh, listeners i know what plenty we're plenty of stuff we're going to talk about all the trailers that debuted and good lord there were a lot of them for movies or tv shows or anything else there were trailers or teasers or clips so we'll jump into all that we're going to have um emily who was uh with us on the last game of thrones podcast is going to be yes that emily kelly that emily and uh, also your friend michaela uh, is going to give us a, a taste of Hall H because um, she was there, and we'll we'll come back and tell us tell us what she experienced uh, as well. Yeah, so we'll get the on the ground reports, and then we'll get the big trailer reports, you know, on the sort of global scale. So I, I think it'll be good. I'm looking forward to all of this. Anywho, how are you, Michaela? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Excellent. I hear you had a lovely time at Comic Con. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess for the folks at home, 
because we're just we just we just casually start doing this thing, so there's no like you know, hey, here we go. Um, <laughs> what's your what's your first and last name? Like, just introduce yourself to us. Uh, I'm Michaela Roseball. Um, where are you from? Where do you dwell currently? I dwell in San Diego. Ex oh, so you didn't even have to fly in or go through all that rigmarole. You could just no. <laughs> your own backyard. How often have you been to Comic Con? Uh, this is my fourth year so far. And have it, do you have kind of a tradition or a ritual or like these are the things I always do or do you try to mix it up every year? Um, I usually mix it up. I guess this was the first year that I had a plan. Um, but, you know, plans change <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, it didn't really, nothing really happened the way I, I had planned. But it's all good. It's not great anyway. Todd tells me you did kind of got the, the full blast of the Hall H experience this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did the, the whole camping out thing. Wow, and have you done that before? No, I haven't. Um, a couple years ago I was in Hall H, but I just uh, got in line and I got in on the same day, same nice. morning. I've seen the lines in photos and on videos and stuff. Is walk 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 us through that experience because I've always I keep having to live vicariously through everybody who goes to Comic Con because I myself have not been. So if you're me or if you're somebody listening, going, what's it like to actually get into Hall Age? Because that's where all the major stuff happens. Um, you know, it's pretty pretty packed. Like what what was your sort of process for for actually getting in? Uh, so my my plan was to show up. Um, early on Friday morning, mm -hmm. and just trying to get a, a good place in line because they usually have a uh, next day line where you can start lining up mm -hmm. for the the panels the next day. And um, well, so Thursday night after I'd been in the convention center all day, um, I went home to get some sleep, and um, I started checking the Twitter feed for Hall H, mm -hmm. and people had already started lining up. I heard there was 200 people, then I heard there was 500 people, so Jeez. I started panicking and thinking that, oh man, I have to get there earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so what I did was uh, I found some people on Twitter that were already there, and I, I asked them if they needed a line buddy, mm -hmm. and so that's how I got in, because I was there alone. None of my friends wanted to join me. So, mm. and these are <laughs> these are complete strangers on Twitter. They're just like, "Hey, you guys, how did? Yeah. I guess, how did you, were you just searching Twitter for people in line or like hashtag Comic Con line?" Something yeah, like? I was I was looking for people that were looking for line buddies, basically, because ah, okay. I, I needed one. And you know, it's it's a great way. Like, if you need to run to the bathroom, or if you want to go home and change, um, or you just you know run in and check out the hall for a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great to have a line buddy who can just hold your place for you and you know watch your stuff. Kind of a, there's kind of an understanding in the line that that's acceptable and that you're not going to get yelled at or anything for everything. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, apparently, you were allowed to let in like five people, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, that didn't really cool. work out because <laughs> every person that was let in would bring their own five people. Wow. So <laughs> it was pretty chaotic in the end. But uh, I showed up around 8 a.m. on Friday and I got a pretty good spot. I was. Uh, up at the front of the line, um, and so the people behind me, um, they they let another f group of five in, and they had this giant canopy. So I looked out, and I got to sit under this canopy, and uh, I didn't get sunburned or anything. It was really comfortable all day long. Wow! And this is so. and does any part of the line actually start inside, or is it purely an outdoor endeavor? Um, it's all outside. 
all outside. Yeah. Now, when it was all said and done, and they actually started letting you in, what time was it? Um, the oh, first. Oh wait, we, we got to back up, Taylor. You don't even know how what happens. You don't just wait in line and then get to walk in. <laughs> oh no no I know I just I was just curious like just start no. to finish, like how long were you actually in line? Uh let's see they so they they hand out wristbands at 9 p.m. the night before. Okay so you were so starting at 8 a.m. on Friday you were there for your 9 p.m. Friday wristband. Yes. Okay. Wow. And uh, yeah so they but it was actually they they handed out wristbands maybe at 9:30. Okay. So they were running a little late, uh, but I actually managed to get a a wristband. So that's awesome. A, yeah. <laughs> so if there's other people in the in your group with you, do you get wristbands for them too, or do you must be present to win? You have to be present. You have to show your badge, and then they they put it on. Ah, so yeah. then I'm sure the line b ballooned a little bit during that process, and then. Oh yeah, people were sneaking in. People were just kind of hanging out right next to a group that was right at the front. And by the time they came by to give out the wristbands, they kind of just jumped in. Gotcha. And then at that point, like, what can you do? You can't kick them out. Sneaky buggers. So, yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, let's walk. Let, Todd, and Todd, remind me, have you ever gone through this before, this experience? No. No, that's all new to me. I mean, I have the same as Michaela said. Like, in different years, I've been able to just walk into Hall H. Mm. Um, but, you know, it was late in the day. It wasn't necessarily for a specific panel. Mm -hmm. Um so, so what I think we should also establish, uh, what, what would cause you to sit in the sun <laughs> for 13 <laughs> hours? What was on the panel the next day that you wanted to see? Uh, I wanted to see the Aliens 30th Anniversary panel. Mm, excellent. It, it was a kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. That's sure. how I saw it. And, I mean, it was... I mean, the... The rest of the lineup was incredible too, so I just figured if I can get into that, you know, I'll see these other great panels also, and I won't regret it. <laughs> awesome. And what was after? What was after Aliens? After Aliens, oh, let me see. Let me remember right here. After Aliens was um, kind of a filler panel. It was Entertainment Weekly's Women Who Kick Ass. Okay. Um, so they were just interviewing these different women from. Different TV shows. Um, was Jessica Jones there? <laughs> no, she wasn't. <laughs> well, but um, not just after Aliens, but you had seen several panels that morning. I mean, yes, the yeah, first Marvel. one was Warner Brothers was the first one. Oh wow! And uh, it was moderated by Conan O'Brien, so that was uh, pretty awesome. Now, was yeah. this the Warner Brothers like full DC movie slate, or was this more oh, yeah. like, Fantastic Beats and non DC stuff? Oh no no it was DC, um, well. yeah DC and it was uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, uh, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Suicide Squad. Wow. And then how the, long, the, wait, how long was that panel? Like three hours? Like how did they fit it all in? That one was pretty long. Yeah, I think it was uh, started at what was it? Ten thirty, eleven thirty, and then it went on to the the next one was at two. Oh wow! So was that? So oh, yeah, really short breaks in between, also. Wow. But did it you was, see it all the way epic. through? Uh, did you see all the way through Kevin Smith at the end of the night? I didn't. I, I've seen him before, though, so I was just so tired at that point. <laughs> I just wanted to go home. <laughs> well, I felt bad. I felt bad for the guy because last year he infamously had the Star Wars concert um, 
occurs. So the Star Wars panel is right before his, and then J.J. Abrams is like, we're all going to go to the concert! And they just left this giant empty hall for him to, <laughs> to come to, and he's just like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, and he, ha- he had to follow Marvel this year, so... So wait, so when, when you actually get in, like, you, you show your wristband, and you're just, is it just like a free, like, you just tear through to find a seat, or like, how, how do you actually get seated? Yeah, that's pretty much how it works. I mean, they, they tell you not to run, but um, at that point, the wristbands don't even matter. It doesn't matter if you have an A, B, C, or D. Uh, you just have to get to the front first. Wow. I, you know, I, wonder, I wonder why they even go through the trouble of doing letters or you know, going through you know, going through that. And by the way, why wouldn't know. everybody just dress like the Flash and just run anyway and be like, it's part of the character. You know, like yeah. that's, that's no matter what they say, you can just be like, I'm just I'm just being true to my cosplay. So, yeah. Did it, so um did you get up really close to the front? Uh not as close as I would have liked. Um, okay. yeah, I was somewhere in the middle. So even an A wristband gets you somewhere in the middle. Um I probably could have moved a little closer. Yeah. Um, I was with a large group, so I thought we were going to be sitting together, but we all mm-hmm. kind of split off. So it's usually uh-huh. easier to find one or two seats closer mm-hmm. to the front because people leave gaps. Um, right. And so you have these people, or like security, they'll kind of point out where there's available seats, like one or just two. So I probably could have found a seat a little closer to the front, but at that point I was just, I have a seat, I want to sit down. Yeah. Um, I don't want to lose this spot. <laughs> Now the only other question that, that I'm really curious about, as far as like cell phones and stuff, or like you know you guys taking um, shots of trailers or just of panels and stuff, are, do they is there like a warning saying you know please no cell phones or like have they just given up at this point? No, there's there's plenty of warnings in between each panel, and when we first got in there, they have this huge screen and this this message that's just repeating over and over again about all the rules, mm. and and it's also written on the screen. And uh, I, was, I was actually pretty surprised that um, everybody was really good about not filming or taking any pictures during any of the trailers or clips. I but didn't you could see a take single pictures, camera. You could take pictures of the panels themselves. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, and it was interesting this year, um, as opposed to last year, they were, with the exception of maybe one or two things, they were all up online immediately. So it wasn't even like, you know, there wasn't that, that weird bootlegged, trailer that then finds its way to YouTube for 24 hours before it's taken down and the real one's just put up anyway. They just kind of, like, everything just went on pretty well, much right right off the bat. Definitely had to respond to the people, you know, the, <laughs> the, the reason people were bootlegging in the past was because they were so stingy with releasing those. Well, yeah, and I'm just like, why, you know, give everybody in the hall, like, the, the you know, the taste of seeing it first and seeing the context of the panel and all that stuff, but... Seriously, like it's everybody, you know, everybody playing the home game wants to be excited about it too. Why not use that promotional bump, you know, and and get everybody sure. on board and so, and control the views too. And so it's you know it's on your channel and not some random random dudes. Yeah, you don't want some crappy resolution on yeah. Eric's YouTube page. Yeah. So so was the aliens panel? If that had been the only thing you'd seen all day, would it have been worth the wait? Ooh, good question. Um. I, probably not. Okay. I mean, it, it wasn't, like, it wasn't bad. It just, uh-huh. it, was a, it was a little underwhelming. But Newt um, was there. Wasn't Newt worth it? She w- yeah, Newt was, Newt was cool. Yeah, that was, <laughs> she had some cool stuff to say about the whole process. Um, she's a fourth grade te- school teacher. Now. Oh, seriously? 
Seriously? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, and she just and, kind of talked about the process, like how they discovered her. And um, yeah, I mean, she didn't have any acting experience. Oh, really? So yeah. she wasn't like a child a actor who no. got cast in. Okay. <laughs> and I heard James Cameron was there. Yeah. Um, I would think that's kind of entertaining. Was oh, oh yeah. um who, oh uh, I apologize for this um the guy who basically created and co-wrote Aliens um who has since passed really? away no um oh my goodness John oh, Dan O'Bannon was there ever, was there ever like mention of him or anything related to Dan O'Bannon or just the because he and H.R. Uh, Geiger like they you know Geiger designed Aliens you know like mm -hmm. the the look of them all like was there did they talk about that at all or did they kind of leave that off. They, they, yeah, they didn't talk about that. Interesting. Um, unfortunately. Because, well, this was specifically like the 30th anniversary of Aliens, the second right. movie, the James Oh, the Cameron second movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, there was no mention of Alien or any of the other movies. I was, I went into it kind of hoping that they would uh, maybe show a clip or a trailer for um, Covenant, mm -hmm. the new movie. Um, but that's, I mean, that's Ridley Scott, and it's. You know, it's based on the prequel and Prometheus, so I oh, kind of yeah. understand that they didn't show that. Mm -hmm. um, but, how, however, they did confirm that there is a script for Aliens 5, and oh. I'm really excited about that. I just wish they could have shown something more about it. I was just really excited about it. Now, is Aliens 5 the Neil Blomkamp movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a real thing? I thought that was just like a wish that he was trying to make make happen. Is that actually... There's a there's script a, and everything? There's a script, yeah. Um, wow. Sigourney Weaver was talking about it. She said it's brilliant. So Nice. Can't wait. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And he's been like, he's been posting concept art and all kinds of stuff ever since he's mm -hmm. been jockeying to make it happen. That's great. If, the, if um, I guess next year, would you do the whole age thing again, having done it like this this year, or is that one of those things where it's just like, I'm done for a while? Or just does it just totally depend on what the panel is? I think I'm done for a while. It was just this one panel. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I would do it for Marvel um, or Warner Brothers. Um, it was just the fact that it was Aliens. It's one of my all-time favorite movies, um, and I just I was just really excited to see the whole cast there. Mm -hmm. uh, so there would have to be another Aliens panel, <laughs> I guess, mm -hmm. or you know, something like that to make me want to go again, but I think I would have a better system where I would actually be able to go home and sleep in my own bed um, because <laughs> I, I didn't get to do that. Oh, yeah. you did end up staying overnight? I did, yeah. That's just oh, kind of how it worked out. It was not the plan, but, um, yeah, I ended up sleeping there. I went home, took a shower, changed, and came back, and, and then I slept there. Wow. Oh. Or tried yeah. to sleep. I, I barely slept at all. How do you oh occupy God. yourself for that long? Just hang out and surf the web, or what? Do you have people in line? Are they cool, or all of the above? Um, I brought my Game of Thrones book, which I'm rereading right now. Nice. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of reading to catch up on, but I actually only got through one chapter because we were just talking the whole time. I met a lot of really cool people. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> just a really fun experience. Um, you know, kind of a once in a lifetime thing. Very cool. Um, do we want to ask her anything about the rest I, of it, Todd? I mean, or do we, are we you really had a list of trailers that you were really excited about. Um, 
what Michaela, what jumped out at you from all the trailers you saw from Warner and Marvel? Uh, I would have to say Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Oh, okay. That was amazing. Now, I, I, did they post that one online? No, no that was one of Marvel the has not posted anything. Okay. Yeah. That, that and Spider-Man Homecoming were not available as of yet. Okay. That was an awesome trailer, and they even showed a clip from the movie. Now, uh, did you get oh. to see the Kurt Russell ego planet thing? Yes. Like, so they actually... So I, I, I am so baffled by this. A, I was only just barely aware of that character, so I don't really know or understand how it works. But, like, does he... Is it just like a giant head as a planet? Like, is does he become a human, like human form at some point? Like, how does that how does that work? Yeah, he kind of explains that he had to take on some kind of human form um, and a body. Um, Interesting. Did you expect that? Did you see that coming? As like, because I mean, they they just flat out said like, "This is Star Lord's father." We're not going to even hide the fact that this is what it is. Did you think it was? Another character, did you have something else in mind? As soon as they said Kurt Russell was going to be there, because I actually hadn't heard of him being in this movie until oh. I was at the panel. As soon as they said his name, it's like, yeah, that's the dad. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but just but what character he was playing, like being being Ego instead of, you know, something. I think there's a couple other characters maybe mentioned as possibilities before before that. I think that one kind of took everybody by surprise. Yeah, I mean, I... I actually hadn't heard of any of the other possibilities. Hmm. Um, and we've I, talked about them on our podcast, but neither Taylor nor I know who these other characters are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, yeah, it might be this guy. I know we went a whole podcast naming, uh, mixing up the name, and uh, and uh, our friend Brian got a little upset with us later. Hmm. <laughs> screaming the correct name the whole time at his, uh, at his phone. But... Um, <laughs> The uh, so then I heard there was a a a clip that um, uh, oh my god I'm not even gonna try to say his name but I think it's uh, Taika Waititi showed from Thor Ragnarok that expl- it's not a clip from the movie but it explains what Thor and the Hulk were up to during Civil War. Um, did, did you get to see this? Let's see. There was a clip. <laughs> That it was some kind of like joke clip. Yeah. Where yeah. right, like uh, <laughs> Thor was in Australia and he had a roommate. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that, is that the one you're referring to? Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Not actually part of the movie was what I heard, but it's just uh, right. an explanation of what they would be up to while everyone else was in civil war. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. Which um, one? So was, was any oh. of the cast of Ragnarok there, or they're all filming right now? I guess. Yeah. They. Okay. Which one was more exciting to you? Was Marvel more interesting? DC slash Warner more interesting? Both equal? Were you expecting more or less from one or the other? Um, I I liked Warner Brothers the most. Interesting. Um, And I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, so seeing Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, that was was a lot of fun, and we were all given wands. Oh, really? Everybody got a wand, and we had to... um, say a spell to turn on the lights. <laughs> nice. <laughs> In the hall. Did you, uh, did you also get the Marvel hat that I saw tweeted about yes. all day? Yes, I did. Wow, you, that was a lot of swag. Yeah. Um, what, so uh, was, 
was it kind of like Marvel Aliens or sorry Warner Brothers Aliens Marvel and then you bailed out after that? Yeah. Um, okay. And the, the Entertainment other... Weekly ass kicking women panel. That one, and then there was uh, Star Trek. Um, their fifty-first oh, anniversary. So Saturday uh, was the day to go, basically. If you're gonna do Hall H, do yeah, Saturday. you picked a good day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, William Shatner was there. Um, Whoa. Brent oh, Spiner, my. Scott Bakula, Jen Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of other people. <laughs> So, uh, Scott Bakula caught me by surprise, but then I remembered he was. I remember what uh, what Star Trek he was in. So, okay. yeah. cool. Um, Taylor, I, I don't know if you have any other uh, any other questions. I'm um, or if we should explain any more of how Hall H works to you as an outsider. Um, I mean, I've got most of it. I think the people at home, um, if you're listening to this, you probably have a, a, a small to, to medium idea of what, what goes on there. And sort of just the, the legendary status Hall H has, has garnered over the years. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's great. I'm glad. It's good to finally hear somebody from the front lines who's experienced it, because I'm always in my head. I kind of romanticize it probably more than it needs to be. Um, down to the fact that I always thought the line started. Well, I always thought the line started inside, so it was all nice and air conditioned. So the fact that it's outside, I was like, "Oh, really?" Uh, I like wish. That's, that's a surprise. Um, you know, but yeah, it's so and I'm so glad to hear that it's, uh, that's the one you went to and that it worked out uh, worked out for you. I've got yeah. questions. What really okay. practical questions? What right. did you bring? And if you were going to do this again, what would you bring to prepare for this line? Ooh, good one. Uh, definitely bring a chair because you don't want to be sitting on the ground for that long. Even if it's on a cushion or you know a yoga mat or something, bring a chair. Uh, I brought an umbrella. This was before that canopy appeared. Right. Um, I just had a little umbrella and I brought some duct tape because my idea was to tape the umbrella to my chair so I didn't have to hold it the entire time. Yeah. And which I never, I never got to that point because when the canopy showed up. Um, I was sitting under that the whole time, but eventually when the sun started shifting, we decided to hang up these blankets to kind of block out the sun, and the only thing that the, this other group hadn't brought was duct tape, and I happened to have it in my bag, so nice. it worked out perfectly. <laughs> so water, food, like provisions, how, how did you yeah. pack there? Lots of water. Um, I brought granola bars and crackers. Uh, I had some friends bring me food at some point. Um, and some more water. Uh, Gatorade is a good idea too. Um, but I don't think I want to eat granola bars or crackers again for a long time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of it. <laughs> and so, um, because you had line buddies, so uh, and Taylor won't understand this, but I saw where you were situated. You were kind of like equally, um, you know, equidistant from the convention center and. Um, the Hilton, I guess. Isn't that the Hilton? Uh, yes. So where did you run for more food or bathroom breaks? Or is it easy to go back to the convention and fight those crowds, or do you go to the Hilton? The Hilton is the best okay. option. It was really close, uh, very convenient, and the lines were not bad in there at all. Um, were you able to just kind of go chill out in there for a while and, like, enjoy the air conditioning? Was that an arrangement you had with the line buddies, or did you feel obligated to kind of get back in line and, you know, <laughs> tow your um, way? No, because we were such a large group. Um, okay. I even had a chance to walk inside the exhibit hall for a little bit. Okay, And nice. uh, just look at more merchandise and um, 
and then I went to the Hilton also and, and just walked around there because they had panels there and stuff. So I was just kind of, you know, peeking in to all the different rooms and uh, took a little walk. Um, yeah, so there, it was great that it worked out that way. The first group I was with was really small, and eventually I kind of just joined the group that was behind me with the, the canopy, and they're the ones that I started hanging out with. And, uh, yeah, it's just worked out really well. So what was the overnight like? Was it like a uh, a party going on all night, or um, does everyone try to you know shut up and get some sleep? Uh, Most people actually did sleep. It, it got pretty quiet after a while. Um, I just happened to be right under a, a giant light pole. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was just beaming down on me, and then there were a lot of ants too. A lot of ants oh, on the ground. <laughs> you, you're this is like all my nightmare. <laughs> and these weren't promotional ants, were like the next. <laughs> no, no. Real, real ants. Too. Real ants, yep, yeah. in the sleeping bag. Now, were you there when um, the unofficial Comic Con blog delivered pizza to the entire line? Uh, no. Oh, bummer. <laughs> there, were, there was donuts, though. We got donuts. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but I never, no, I didn't um, know about it. It may have been a different time. night, but I know we were jumping yeah. in an Uber, and a cab pulled up, and one person got out, and then she opened up the back seat, which was literally like seat-to-ceiling pizzas, <laughs> and then the cab driver opened the trunk up, and it was the same thing. I mean, there oh, must wow. have been 200 pizzas in this cab. It was amazing. That must have been a different night, because I only left for an hour um, yeah. to go home, and then I came back. I could not have missed that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, did the unofficial Comic-Con blog also provide the donuts? Uh, I you actually know? don't know who provided that. Um, well, uh, bummer. We would give them yeah. a shout-out because I thought that uh, was amazing that they they showed up and obviously there's just one person delivering the pizza, but then all these volunteers from the blog showed up to help distribute the pizzas and it just seemed like a really cool thing for them to do. Yeah, yeah, so. and that was really nice. Yeah. Um, there's a good idea for promo for promo for us one year. Yeah, I like this whole Ant Man uh, sending the ants <laughs> as well. I think Marvel should get on that. <laughs> you know, when the Wasp movie inevitably comes out, they just send have a, a you know <laughs> just a, a swarm of wasps. wasps. <laughs> yeah, <No. laughs> like this. Like they're part of the movie. It's part of the all. You know, and then and then if you can have you can walk around and be like, I got stung at Comic Con. You know, <laughs> just have a little no. uh, little band aid. I, I thought of something else that's good to clarify for people who've never been, which is, so once you get in, I, I know a lot of people think of like spending the whole day in Hall H, which is just one giant, you know, auditorium with 6,000 seats, but um, what do you do about, uh, you know, bathroom visits and food and things like that once you're in Hall H? Um, there's actually a bathroom. Um, there's both a, a ladies, ladies' room and a men's room right in the hall, so you don't actually have to go outside. Gotcha. Um, and there's food in there, too. There's uh, a few different areas that are just right near the hall where you can just go get your own food. And lines are usually pretty long, but um, at least the restrooms are they're really big, and there's a lot of stalls, so the lines move relatively fast. Um, I mean, they, they tell you that if you end up, if you leave the hall, you have to go back to the end of the line. Um, Whoa. But luckily, there there's actually restrooms in there, so um, you know. While you know, if they were smart, line, they were smart. They'd have like everybody policing the hall, like dressed as Hydra agents or something to you know just really, <laughs> really make it like just you know, if you're gonna be persnickety about the rules, at least 
dress it in something that we'd all, you know, we'd all <laughs> something shake our we understand. At. Yeah, yeah, like oh, <laughs> damn it, Hydra, they got us again. By by Saturday, not even the volunteers or employees have the energy to <laughs> no. put on a costume and stay in character. I guess that's true. So. That's true. Cool. I think that answers like everything um, that I have been curious about the Hall H experience. Uh, yeah, I I really appreciate you joining us tonight to do this awesome Comic Con wrap up. So. Well, thanks for the invitation. With us now is the lovely Emily, who you may remember from uh, our last episode of Wednesday in Westeros, which was my favorite. Uh, I, I did that one so I just had so much fun on that one, and you were actually. On many other podcasts or other other shows that just uh, one, just one, yeah, just one, just on the Assembly of Geeks podcast, which is also every Wednesday. It's very convenient. Go check that out, everybody. Yeah, um, it's a fun little show. But we're we're talking Comic Con, and you were there I as was. well. Yeah, and we, so we should things. start because Emily and I met on the first day of yes. Comic. Um, so tell us about. I went to your panel. Yeah. Um, uh, Tell us what it was called and what it was about. So the panel I moderated was called Destination Nerd. And so it's all about um, travel and also, by extension, geeky travel. Um, so we talk a lot about um, the panels are all really cool people and uh, world travelers. So they have a lot of really good tips, just like general travel tips to share, but mm -hmm. also some really good like geeky experiences. Of um, A few of them have gone specifically to places because of games they've played or movies they've watched or to take cosplay pictures and um, you know some really, really cool stuff. And so we have a lot of fun. And uh, they've been doing this panel for a few years, and we also did it at WonderCon. So, oh, nice. Um, yeah, so it was really good. It's just mostly like a hangout um, and to talk about travel. So well, let me throw let me throw one quick in there, only because I specifically took a trip to the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, to visit House on the Rock because Neil Gaiman's American Gods mentioned it. Yeah, and I'm like, what is this? And now with the TV show coming out, I'm imagining others will probably feel compelled to do the same. So that would be there's one more tip for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we should plug. Um, what was the YouTube channel the Destination Nerd takes place on? Oh, it's um, Anastasia WTV, I believe. That's for Anastasia Washington. If oh, any of you guys follow I believe her. it's Anastation. Am I correct? Oh, uh, I would have to double check. But if okay. you follow Anastasia Washington Anastasia on any Washington. Uh, social stuff, it should have it on there. Nice. She's the one that organizes it and like lets me be a part of it. So thanks, Anastasia. <laughs> yeah, they were all. Um, everyone on that panel had good stories and good things to say, and they were all very talkative. It didn't feel like people had to be nudged too much. Mm -mm. So it was like the panel went by very quickly. Yeah, it made it makes my job super easy as a moderator. Like I just like click a button <laughs> like through the slideshow and then just go. Um, so apps, tell me about them, and then they do. So yeah. <laughs> Well, that's cool that you had a, a chance to sort of uh, a, a preview of it at WonderCon and then before playing the big room at San Diego. <laughs> yeah, our super big room where we could hear yeah. anime or something going on in the background, which was really funny. Because, like, <laughs> we would start to talk and then some, like, music would come on and be like, what the hell is that? What is <laughs> someone break into song? Anastasia. We, um, another great Comic-Con experience, our, our friend uh, Eric Cota was in Artist Alley this this year, mm -hmm. and he was at the very back against the wall, and so that is on the other side of Hall H, 
Sure. And I would be standing there with him, and it would sound like a freaking Jaeger was about to come through the wall because <laughs> they play those trailers so loud oh in Hollywood. And it's like the whole thing starts rumbling, and you would look around and see all the bystanders in Artist Alley going, what the hell is <laughs> happening? And all the artists are just bored and looking down at the, you know, their sketch pads because they've been listening to it all day, every day. So yeah, <laughs> all these great, uh, unique San Diego experiences. You also had one which was it took you uh, <laughs> a little bit longer to get to San Diego than, than <laughs> you may have anticipated. I don't know if that's a story worth telling. I just know that it's something as a person who lives in Southern California that I relate to. Yeah, I mean, it was really just like, I'm going to be late because of who I am as a person. Um, <laughs> no, 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 blame the five. Yeah, oh, sorry. Also, yeah, there was just, like, way, way more traffic. We're like, it's a Thursday. Like, people are working. And No, it, uh, I was only, like, what, eight minutes late to the panel. Oh, but you I was still, it like, wasn't even like that. Yeah, it felt I like was, they introduced, they said their names, and you walked uh, in the door. It, oh it did not feel like you were late. So I was, like, I, so impressed. <laughs> my first Comic-Con, uh, I, I drove down, and it took me eight hours to get <gasps> from Orange County to San Diego oh because God. there was a fire at Camp Pendleton. Oh, yeah. And in Southern California, all traffic from L.A. to San Diego gets routed onto this one highway, and there was a fire at the plate. Like, so nobody could get off the freeway yeah. to take a detour, and all these people from L.A. and Orange County were driving down on Thursday. So I literally missed everything. I picked up my badge at something like 4 o'clock. And drove back to Orange County. Oh, <laughs> and it took worst. like 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, so, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, you, you did make it in time. You were not late. Um, Nailed it. So what else did you do? At, uh, we're we're going to jump into trailers and big stuff that came out of Comic-Con, but what else did you do? What's your normal Comic-Con experience? Well, funnily enough, this, is, this was my first Comic-Con. What? Okay. Yes. What? My, my first, baby's first Comic-Con. Well, wow. your first San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, my first San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Yeah, You've been yeah. to conventions, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been, to, I've been going to conventions for like five five years now. And so probably the, the one that even remotely came close to the nonsense that is, is <laughs> Comic-Con was um, Anime Expo, where it's like they have Whoa. like 200,000 okay. people throughout yeah. four days or whatever. And it's all it's at the LA Convention Center, so it's a little bit smaller than, than San Diego one. But So I was mildly prepared for this one, but okay. really I was not. For like the amount of people, <laughs> like, I have I have a key question. Did you yes. cosplay? I did. Ooh. So um yeah so that's really the the moral of this story about my first Comic Con is that I was wildly underprepared for this. Like I just it was like kind of a last minute thing, and then we stayed like um with. Uh, my boyfriend's grandmother, who lives like 45 minutes outside San Diego, so we had to drive in every day and then walk from our parking and stuff. So we really mm. we were like so tired from just like driving and walking everywhere. Oh, and we really didn't get to we didn't see a lot of stuff. Like we walked to the exhibit floor um, for like the Thursday and Friday, and then but we didn't sit down for any panels. Like we didn't really do any of the outside stuff because it was just there was it was so hard to move around. So, but I did cosplay on Saturday, mm. and I was um, retro diva from uh, Overwatch. 
Oh, neat. Uh, yeah, wow. and so I just happened to like, uh, BuzzFeed had an article on this artist, his name is Andrew, and he did these really amazing Game of Thrones Star Wars mashup art. Um, so they're like all Jedi and Sith and things, mm-hmm. and so I was like, mm-hmm. this is really beautiful. This was make like a really cool cosplay. And so I, I looked into his art, and he had these really cool um, rockabilly uh, retro Overwatch ones, and one of them was Diva. And I was like, this is so cute and would probably right. be perfect for Comic-Con because it's hot. Mm-hmm. I don't have to carry a large weapon or a severed head. And uh, <laughs> like I usually do, so I did it, and it was it was very fun. I had a lot of fun, um, and I was actually featured in IGN's Overwatch cosplay video. So that's nice. like you know I'm crying, like ugly crying, and um, I looked cute, I think, and it was fun. I had a really good time. So, but I'm again, seeing, uh, I'm seeing the original concept art right now. That would be yeah. a, that is a cool cosplay. That's awesome. Yeah. So I did a little bit of like my own sort of take on it, and I'm gonna expand on it a bit more. Uh, probably this will probably kind of be my standard more uh, anime video game convention one mm. for a little bit, because mm. um, I really like uh, in Diva's like flight suit. She has like um, like sponsor logos on her leg, and so I thought like that'd be so funny to do like temporary tattoos where it's like that I'm kind of that retro tattooed sort of girl. Mm. Uh, I think that'd be cool. So I might yeah. You know, Coming up, more diva. But I so I had a lot of fun, and we did the Overwatch cosplay meetup, and so I got to meet a lot of other like Overwatch cosplayers, and they're all really cool. There's a lot of divas, so that was really fun. Nice. We were like a, we were like a herd of divas, or a murder of divas. <laughs> I don't really know what it was. It's definitely a murder of divas. It's definitely a murder of divas. So, but now, that was like the coolest thing I did probably. Well, the comment you made to me on Thursday was, "This is a casual cosplay, but that yeah. doesn't mean it's comfortable." <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a bit the shorts especially are a bit tight. Um, but uh, no, it was cute. It was definitely so you weren't you weren't overly hot though. You weren't um, like no. A, yeah. Yeah, the wig is a bit much. It's a lot more hair than I'm used to on a daily basis, and the shirt is kind of long sleeves. But yeah, I mean, it was not like I was walking around in giant, huge armor or anything, or right. like a full leather outfit. You know, there was definitely people who were more dying than I was. Um, so I kind of got away with it, you know, and I've got to wear comfortable shoes and like, I don't know, I, you know, it was well, good. <laughs> so if this, this was your first San Diego con, um, you might not have this perspective on it except maybe through talking to other cosplayers, you know, but yeah. my, um, perspective was that there was much less cosplay than I've seen in years past. Yeah, actually I did kind of feel that, especially like walking through the exhibit hall, maybe they were just in other areas like that I didn't go into, um, but I really did not see as many cosplayers as I'm used to seeing um, at other conventions, but maybe it's sort of like a num- numbers game, like in a group of a hundred thousand, right. if there's only <laughs> well, you know, a thousand I wonder if, if, yeah. if the word kind of got out that you know the crowds it, and the heat just make it not worth it. You know, whereas yeah. a few years ago, I felt like um, there was this big break where you showed up and and it, it felt like half the crowd was in a in some kind of costume, even when they were casual costumes. And this year, it definitely felt like no, it's a it's a really small minority. So yeah, and I think there was just a lot of um, there was some weapons issues. Um, right. Yeah, that's was, a good point. Yeah, and like even the weapons line check was pretty long and. Um, yeah, it was just a lot hotter than I expected it to be, and oh, I think yeah. a lot of people expected it to be. So I think, too, a lot of people would um, show up early, 
get pictures taken with photographers they'd already like right. you know, arranged with, walk around maybe for a little bit, and then leave and go change mm. and you know be casual the rest of the day. So that could have been it too, but. Um, yeah, I was kind of bummed. I, you know, it's like I, I've been looking at some videos and other pictures online, but it really, even me, like, I, I think it was just a bit different um, because Overwatch is new and then she, Diva is not totally recognizable unless you're kind of on the side and, like, you mm. see her headphones. So mm, I didn't right. get stopped nearly as, not, uh, nearly as much as I'm used to as Red right. Sonia, who's a much more recognizable character at a distance. Mm. So, because that's what everyone was asking me, like, oh, was your day crazy? Like, did you get stopped too much? And I was like, not really. Like, which was kind of cool because then I could actually, like, move, you know. Well, then it's the people who are stopping you, too, are, like, the real, like, they really know. They're like, oh, my God, they're not <laughs> more. You know, exactly. Like, I did hear a lot, like when we were walking through the crowd, and they'd pass me and see the headphones, and they go, "Oh, it's Diva from Overwatch," and I'm like, "Hi, nice. yeah, I can hear you still, you know." But nice. <laughs> <laughs> can we talk trailers? Because I really, uh, oh, you're just trailer, dying to get into this. Aren't you? I, yeah. There are so many things, and I will come at it from this point of view. Todd and I were talking before well, you joined us mm -hmm. that it felt like this con, unlike years past, didn't have a lot of hype. Or you know, insane expectations going into it. Yeah. So when these things kind of got dropped to the public at large, like, and I'm I was at home playing the home game. Um, it was like, oh my god, really, 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 like, and so it was kind of like this pleasant surprise after pleasant surprise of announcements and things that I I kind of dig that they went in with that sort of you know we're not gonna we're just gonna it'll be casual and then we'll just give you what we give you and it turned out to be awesome. Did you feel either of you? Did you feel like going in like was there what was the tone or what was the vibe of it uh, as you were just sort of on the floor just walking around hanging with people? Well, you just don't hear about it. That's the thing to me is that unless you're in the hall, you don't really know. To me, at least, I don't know. I, Emily, I'll let you speak for yourself in a moment. But I, I don't. that's one of those things where I go home with my friends and then we, we're all on Twitter going, oh, they – Premier Justice League, you know, let's let's check that out or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. It's there's not like a you know rumble on the floor for that kind of thing. So I'm I was sort of oblivious until Saturday night when I got home because um, uh, I I bailed out a day early and mm -hmm. uh, you know I watched them <laughs> in the safety of of uh, my laptop. And Emily, did you see any any hall big hall sort of reveals or anything or were you similar? No, I d I never. I mean. No. <laughs> like, I'm not going to camp out for, like, a day and a half in the hot sun to see stuff that they're, that they're just going to put online in, like, an hour. Well, so, one of the things they did do this year that they didn't do last year is, and I, I speak to Warner Brothers especially, because last year, remember, they put out, was it both Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman? They, they aired them, and then somebody, as they always do, filmed them on their, on their phone, they found their way online, and then, like, six hours later, they're like, okay, fine, here's the real one. Um, yeah. And this year, they're just like day and date. You know, the moment it finished airing in the hall, it was online via their official Warner Brothers or whatever you know sub channel they had for everything. Um, mm -hmm. Doctor Strange as well. Same. I mean, not all Marvel stuff, but a lot. So it was kind of cool to see them just go, okay, fine, and just yeah. sort of finally give into this this notion that you know everybody else wants to play too, and why not take advantage of that? Yeah, it's a, and that's always better in my opinion too. I but like I, I'm a phone addict, so I was like checking my phone throughout the day, you know, tracking Twitter of like, oh, they premiered this, oh, they premiered that. But yeah, mm -hmm. I'm like Todd. I did, I when we got home on Sunday, it was like we just sat down and watched like ten trailers for stuff. Because nice. <laughs> it's like yeah, I could watch it on my phone, but it's not the same. 
So. Well, let's go through them. You're both looking at the show notes, so you know kind of what's to come. Uh, but let's just jump right in. Doctor Strange. Um, we had seen sort of the first trailer previously that had, you know, some kind of Inception-like um, sort of cinematography or effects, but not really a lot of magic, you know, in terms of, like, what it would look like or anything. This trailer, we saw everything. I mean, they, they gave us as close to the movies I think we've seen yet. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I wasn't super hyped for Doctor Strange, like, <laughs> in the first trailer. I just, like, I, I really like Benedict Cumberbatch. I really love Tilda Swinton. But I was just like, eh, I don't know. Uh, after seeing this one, I'm a little bit more excited because it definitely, I mean, it just looks so visually stunning. Yeah. And especially just, like, what a badass he gets to kind of be, like, eventually. Like, where he, like, flipped that cape onto himself. I was just like, yeah. oh, okay, wow, Doctor Strange. Like, okay, this I can get in. This looks pretty cool. <laughs> There is a little bit of a Dr. House thing going on where he's using this American accent. And like, <laughs> oh, my God, I was going to mention that. <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, why? It's, and we've, we've heard him British so long now that I'm just like, yeah. I don't know if that's distracting or if it, it's an interesting choice, to say the least. Well, I've been on uh, the Dr. Strange train <laughs> all year. Um, and I think it's just because it's a, it's a weird hero for them to do, and he's like a... It's I just I'm tired of the Captain America and Iron Man stuff at this Thank point. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm ready for something different that fits in the universe and uh yeah, but I agree with you. The second one showed so much weird stuff where I was even more uh into it, you know. Um and it, it does just have I mean, maybe it's just the fact that the visuals are inception-esque, but I kind of get that same vibe where I'm like, "Oh man, we haven't seen this before." Like what it what is like I'm more excited, you know, yeah, it's it's a Marvel hero. But it's like it's almost like you could take that part out of it, and it just looks like an interesting movie to see. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a, a spectacle that I, that is going to feel really comfortable on a big screen. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm right. definitely going to the movie theater to see this. I kind of hope that's a direction that Marvel explores because um, I definitely think that the the team up thing is going to get a little exhausting because you don't get a good glimpse of the character, and especially for like Black Panther. Um, and the Captain Marvel movie, which I assume is a standalone. Um, is, yeah. I, I just hope that those are going to be characters that they're going to give us, like, uh, you know, I went two hours with that character. I don't want, mm-hmm. like, 30 minutes while they're squeezed into another Avengers movie or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's move on to the next one, and this this ties us more into the DC side of things. Uh, but Wonder Woman trailer dropped. Uh, and and I will, I'll just say, if you didn't listen to our Batman v Superman podcast... I'm in the I'm in the tank for Wonder Woman. Like it be, the whole Batman v Superman movie should just be summed up as a trailer. Like that was really the first trailer for the the Wonder Woman movie. She <laughs> does the same move where she like yeah. jumps and like punches her fists together in the same <laughs> way. Like I mean, yeah. at the end of it, when that music that you know, like when that kicked in, I was like, oh my god, I just got chills. I'm like, I want to, and it's 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 revealing, and we'll dive into this more in just a minute. It's revealing that she is now kind of front and center in all their their DC universe related marketing. Like she's always in the middle of the photo. She's in the front of the line. Like I I kind of have this feeling that they're sort of going okay, we're we're gonna start again, uh, and she's our Iron Man for all intents and purposes. Like we're gonna kind of you know Batman v Superman is what it is, and we pretend that. We're now we're starting. Now here it is. Um, and I just I don't know. I dig 
Well, JK, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just, yeah, you can watch those, but this is really the beginning of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like, because, like, the tone, like, I don't know, just tonally it felt right. Um, you know, we'll have to see how good of an actress Gal Gadot is when, you know, allowed to do more, um, which would be my only concern. But put Robin Wright in a freaking, you know, armor leading oh, the charge. Man. And like and just archery people all day. Take my money. Now, just for that. Did, yeah. did you two know that Robin Wright was in it? Yeah, I, I did. Okay. I did, yeah. And because then I saw her in the costume photo that they released of her, and I was just like, oh, my uh, God, how old are you? What do, what do you eat? Like, what's your skincare regimen? Like, how, why are you so buff? <laughs> like, I don't understand. I, I didn't know she was in it until I was on the in the exhibit floor and went into the DC booth and saw her costume there. And yeah. it says, like, you know, Robin Wright's whatever, uh, Persephone or whoever she is. And I was just like, holy crap, <laughs> Robin yeah. Wright's in this? She looks so. amazing. And I'm, like, the first to admit that I full-on cried watching this trailer. Because oh. it was so – and I'm just, like, an over – I'm Irish. I'm an overly emotional person, first <laughs> of all. But I just – it was so perfect. And just, like, you know, this is what me as a female fan and a fan of Wonder Woman has been waiting for for my whole life. Mm -hmm. You know, like Linda Carter, Wonder Woman, very very good, but low campy, you know, whatever. But mm -hmm. this, I mean, this was just so good, and especially just like, it really was like feminism punched us all in the face. <laughs> like, uh, in a good way of like... Yeah, I I want to be punched uh, again and again if that's, that's, if that's the like, way it is. Oh, when she's like, she has to kill someone or like kill some German people and then Steve's like, I can't let you do this. She, she's like, um, what I do is not up to you, guy. And I was yeah. just like, yes, queen, yes. Like, oh, <laughs> everything. And like her mom, uh, I forget what the, her mother's name, but the, when she, there's one line where she's like, you know, they don't deserve you, Diana. And I'm like, we don't. We really don't. But I'm so glad. I'm like so excited. It was, in, our, in our last podcast, Taylor uh, you kind, of, kind of said the same thing he just said a minute ago, um, but you called her, you said they may be positioning her to be like the Captain America of this universe, yeah. and when I saw yeah. the trailer and it starts with the World War II stuff, World War I, I, or World War I, I yeah. thank you, um, I just thought, yes, please put her in that position. Yeah. Like, she needs to be the center of this DC universe. I think part of that superhero fatigue that we've mentioned a couple times with mo the movies is is that we're kind of just tired of, like, stop telling us the same stories of Superman and Batman and Spider-Man yeah. over and over. Mm -hmm. Well, and she's, I mean, she's she's an origin story. I mean, at this point, throw a rock, and anybody you, you touch is going to be, they could rattle off Batman's origin story. They could rattle off most of Superman. Very few people can accurately give you a, this is what I think Wonder Woman's origin is. So it's already, you're like, wow, that's, this is not something that a lot of people are familiar with. And then put it in this package where, you know, it had some of those Nat Zack snyder slow-mo kinds of shots, which yeah. I'm not, you know, a lot of people are, like, tired of. I'm like, I, I'll take them as long as, you know, as long as it's, it, I mean, it could, it could go off the rails. But, like, I, everything, everything I saw suggests that this is just going to be exactly what it needs to be. Um, and I will ask you this, Emily. At the mm -hmm. very end, there was that little joke with Etta Candy. Oh, um, love it. You loved okay. I didn't know if that if that it. felt cliche or if it felt like no that 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 was perfectly fine. No, super fun, and especially for the era. Um, I read a lot about. I mean, I could talk about Wonder Woman like all day, and mm -hmm. so I think the I read this really great article when it was revealed that they would be set in World War One of that she is coming 
to this world. And World War One is one of the most bloodiest, just awful sort of wars. Mm-hmm. And so she's coming to this world of men after living in this basically essentially a paradise. There's war, but, mm-hmm. you know, a paradise. And she gets to see the very worst of men, especially, because it's we live in a patriarchal society. And just the way that she... You know, she could have gone dark side and say, like, human men are terrible, and this world does not deserve my protection, mm-hmm. and this these people do not deserve me. And But, you know, of course she doesn't. She still finds the goodness in people, and especially in this, she comes to this era where women just barely... Actually, I think in this era, women cannot vote yet, because this mm-hmm. would be, like, 1917. So mm-hmm. that's super shocking to her, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. that, yeah, like, women are male slaves, you know, slaves to the dudes because they're secretaries or wives or whatever. Like, it's going to be so interesting just from her perspective of the story, mm. um, the difference and how she kind of interprets that in her own way and, and, and sees the light in things and sees the good in people and see, especially sees the good in, in men. I keep getting chills just thinking about that damn theme song. Oh, God damn that theme song! Because it starts out with that, that just that, that like cello, that ticky 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 ticky, and you're yeah. like, oh god! Um, and her whip, her whip glows too. Yeah. I don't know if we saw that as clearly oh, in Batman v Superman. I dug that. Yeah, that was so good. Last of truth. That was so awesome. Well, that leads us into the other big DC reveal, which I don't think anybody saw coming. Um, I remember io9 or a bunch of journalists had you know a couple a week or two ago. They're like, hey, we went to the set and you know basically invited us to just say, hey, this we're we're trying. Um, and then basically that what they saw on set made its way into this Justice League teaser that they released. Mm-hmm. And I, I I had to watch it twice because at first I'm like, I don't man, what are they gonna do? <laughs> and then um you know, you saw it and then I saw it, you know watched it a second time and I it feels like feels like tonally. They're definitely going. Oh, somebody has stepped in <laughs> with their marketing to go. Okay, we've got to stop taking this so seriously. We've got to start, you know, <laughs> having some fun. Clearly, everybody liked the fun of the Suicide Squad trailers. Let's, you know, let's throw a Quentin Tarantino-esque logo at the end and some rock music and make it a little funny. What did you guys? I mean, what did you guys think? Yeah, I like that you bring that up because I definitely felt like the Flash in it. It felt like. Iron Man talking to Spider-Man in Civil War. <laughs> that that was the vibe I took from that. You know, we're fl- like we we hear uh, Batfleck make the pitch kind of off screen. We just hear his voice pitching the Justice League to someone else, and then when he starts into it for the second time on the Flash, and he's like, "I'm in," and just interrupts him before he even hears all of it. Um, I loved that. I loved the the although uh, another Marvel nod. The um, I loved how. Uh, Batfleck throws the Batarang, um, knowing that Flash will be able to get out of the way. Um, but that was such a quick silver move. Yeah. When he steps aside and they see it. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm interested to see how they portray that differently than how Fox has done it with X Men, because Fox has obviously nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. With, that, with Quicksilver. So. Yeah, I really did love that part between Bruce and and Barry of like <laughs> where. Barry just I'm in. And then you kind of see like that like Bruce sort of drops that like Batman billion yeah. sort of thing. like oh my god, really? Like oh, oh I mean, oh okay, really? Yeah, okay, right. You know, especially Ella Flash I mean, I think uh Grant Gustin's flash on the T V show is absolutely amazing. Awesome. He's yeah. incredible. And so I was just like, eh, I don't know about you guy, Ezra. But Ezra he's Miller, yeah. Ezra Miller. Um but he seemed I mean, we didn't get to see too much of him, but 
He sells it for what he's in, though. Yeah, he really does sell it. I just love it. He's like, ah, oh, I need friends, and it's like, okay, Barry. I, like, we we know, sweetie. Like, it's, it's okay. uh, you know, <laughs> I, I was one of those people who are like, why the hell are they? Well, just put Grant Gustin in it, and they're like, no, no, we're gonna. And so I'm like, oh, I don't, man, I don't know. Even in Batman v Superman, when he pops in, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, ah. And this is the first time where I'm like, hey man, I'm on board. Like multiverse, multiverse, Barry Allen, go for it. Like if this yeah. is if this is where you're going, um, and, and then Jason Momoa, I gotta say, oh. you know, like, he looked. <laughs> and then and then so keep in mind, it was the trailer, and then they released like a teaser photo of everybody suited up. That wasn't like yeah. that was an actual, not just a concept art, but like actual photograph costumes. Um, and Aquaman's costume looked badass. I yeah. mean, I don't. A lot of people have been ragging on it. I'm like, why this? But he's gonna make Aquaman cool, like yeah. in a really interesting way. So I was, you know, that sort of where you know Bruce was was fingering him in the um in the uh, fish market. It was Crazy. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that was that was. I mean, that was cool and just the whole thing. And then he and Wonder Woman sitting around like just talking about, you know, they're they're kind of buddy buddy now. Um, I don't know. I just the whole thing kind of felt like, man, it seems like they're. They're on the right track. I don't yeah. know. It's funny because so correct me if I'm wrong, but we did not see Superman in this at all. No. No, we didn't. Yeah. So what I I do wonder how he fits into that um, that universe, which is a thing that's happening in Justice League Rebirth right now. Yes. In the, in the comics. Well, for, correct me if I'm wrong. I I don't think Superman is actually included in the original Justice League. I think he kind of Whoa. comes later. Like Bruce, or maybe I'm getting it wrong. I might be getting it flipped, but I'm pretty. It's either Bruce or Clark arrange the the Justice League together, and then the other one joins later. And I I kind of have a feeling it's Superman, but maybe we'll get a lot of comments because I'm wrong. But I'm gonna go out um, on a limb and just say I I would be completely comfortable, especially given what we've seen from that Wonder Woman trailer, mm -hmm. um, if. She's kind of like she. She fills that void for Superman, and we don't see Superman come back until the very tippity end of the movie. So then he's in Justice League Part Two, but for the most most of the movie, he's not in it. He yeah. stays dead. Like I would be, I would be cool with that because it would be cool to see this dynamic, and then all of a sudden this other guy jumps in at the very end, and they got to make room for him. Yeah, I think um, too. Probably it's just sort of a like a logistical. Like Superman has already been featured in two movies, and so they might right. be just trying to give the other people more screen time, sure. like, you know, Soups is off doing whatever, and, you know, everyone else is trying to, like, get their shit together, like, um, but I did want to talk about Aquaman, because that, the parts where he's in, first of all, he looks nuts, but, like, in a really cool <laughs> way, like, he looks, where they, like, lightened his eyes and stuff, and his crazy fish guy hair, so, but when he's, like, the one part with him, where he drinks, the, he's like drinking a, a like a handle of alcohol and then throws it and then just gets like all that wave on him. I was just like, dude, who would make fun of him? Like, mm. do you want to die? Like, what is your <laughs> Bruce? What are you doing? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's bringing oh. some of that Carl Drogo to the role too. Like, he's just got that that sort of vibe, you know. Yeah. But it's more. It was. I don't know. I I really liked that reveal where he's just like hanging out with the the locals, like bringing mm-hmm. them fish, and I'm just like. I, I don't know what about like it it makes it it removes that regal aspect so like you know maybe he's you know maybe he's more hope you know homeless ish you know or hobo ish at first and then like we find out oh he's a king too and it's like oh what well, you know we all you know as as fans we know that but like the characters in the movie will be like oh my god he's you know I didn't know you came from royalty as well because Diana came comes from royalty essentially she's a yes. princess yeah um you know Bruce is a a, a child of of wealth 
uh, Barry is, you know, it'd be great to see that dynamic of these kind of these rich kids and you know, guys yeah. like Barry or, or Cyborg. Oh, uh, and or Cyborg, yeah. <laughs> Aquaman is just such a stupid superhero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was happy yeah. that they did some direction with him that's like, oh, now I want to watch this. You yeah, know? they've changed him in the comics in the last couple years to make him a lot less, like, you know, useless. Right. Um, so they've changed him. They've definitely made him more interesting. But yeah, I was real. I I as soon as he was announced as Aquaman, and everyone was like, "What?" And I'm like, "No, this is gonna be freaking awesome oh, because Wonder yeah. Ma- Rocko Man is like a total badass if you really think about it." So yep. to give him this badass automatic persona, you just look at Jason Momoa and you're like, "Oh, okay." Well, <laughs> he flies it. through the ocean like Superman does through the air. It's that got that sonic yeah. quality that we saw in Batman v Superman, where he like booms away. I'm like, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. Well, now, did anyone have any opinions on Cyborg? Um, we only we saw the we only saw the photo, yeah. right, with the costume. No, he was in it for like one second. No, he's in the trailer. Second. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He, he's in it once out of costume, I would say, or actually yeah. when he's in costume, so nobody can tell he's part robot. Yeah. Um, and then he's yeah. in it for a second when he's in the you know the robot getup. Yeah, he he says to Bruce that line of like, I didn't think you were real, and, and Batman's yeah. like. I'm real when it's convenient. voice, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I don't. I mean, we just didn't see that much of Cyborg. Um, and I always really associate my Batman voice is the worst. Batman uh, walks up to everybody. Is your yeah. is your mother named Martha? Yeah. That's, that's how we decide here in our club. <laughs> that's their password. Yeah. I always Cyborg for me was always more of, uh, with the Teen Titans. Thank so this you. Is, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of. Um, Another interesting choice of uh, changing the relationships of characters related as related to Batman, killing joke. Um, so Cyborg is kind of the same, and I think they just kind of needed uh, they needed someone kind of interesting. I guess I don't know. Well, he's Long been in the Justice League. The yeah, past he's been in the Justice several League several years. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but he, I, I, I just don't know how how he, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to see how it goes. Yeah, I'm into it. I like, I like Cyborg. Cyborgs are cool. Rock sure. on. Yeah. Well, let's, well, should we talk yeah, about Suicide Squad? Because I added it to the list. Do we need um, to? I mean, at this point, it's it comes out in like two weeks. Like, I don't know. Good Is point. There, what, what else was there to show besides? I mean, like, it seems like they're just showing all the movie in trailer form. <laughs> all like, I know that's r- literally all all it is. All I the, my only comment was when when Taylor and I talked last week. Um, I had, I had told him this was about Ghostbusters, but I was telling him I'd seen this extended like commercial before Ghostbusters for Suicide Squad that was all Harley Quinn focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the only thing I took away from this one was that it, it was whatever Will Smith's character was named. I have no Dead idea. Shot. Deadshot. Deadshot. Yes, thank you. I have to be reminded of that every time. Yeah. I have to be reminded it Will definitely Smith seems in this focused movie. Yeah. <laughs> <on Deadshot. laughs> like, I don't. Yeah. Uh, because so on uh, uh, what day was this? Maybe Friday. I had sort of two things that I wanted to do after lunch. They were both signings from one to two. Um, this wonderful author named Sam Maggs was signing uh, at the Quirk Books booth, and I was running up the aisle <laughs> to make it to her table in time when I got stopped by a Comic Con police uh, because the damn Suicide Squad cast was being led across the hall. And so it was this giant, like, traffic jam. And I'm going, like, I don't care who this is. <laughs> Let me through. I've, I've got to make it to this booth before 2 o'clock, you know? And, uh, and then I just hear people screaming like crazy, and it's Will Smith walking across the oh hall. Oh, my so. gosh. I would scream, probably. I, I, I no, was at the booth, 
So. You should have held up an After Earth um, poster and just moved. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> if only I'd had the like <laughs> foresight to do something like that. <laughs> that poor dude. Like, think about this though. That dude was he 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 broke movies like yeah. the Will Smith name alone, and now he's you know he's in an ensemble. He's not the. I mean, it's he's not Margot Robbie who is like they. That is the face of Suicide Squad, other than yeah. Jared Leto, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and just the very fact that I don't know his character's name. But yeah. the other thing I took oh, away from that, that latest teaser was um, that he's really the one holding it together. Mm. This, you know, something Taylor and I've talked about is like we just don't know if this movie's like if they're going to show it to us all in the previews or you know if it's going to be any like if they've gotten so good at making trailers that the movie's going to be terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but I, I definitely think they're relying on on Will. Like he's the glue. You know? Yeah, for sure. And he is the leader of the Suicide Squad, like in the comics and in some other media, Deadshot is the leader. So I think they're just kind of giving him like a little bit of a backseat yeah, of like the, yeah. they're trying to, trying to get the flashy characters sort of out there and they know Harley Quinn is a huge draw I and mean, she's a huge fan favorite. Um, yeah. You know, so I get it. And the Joker too, you know, I get it. But uh, hopefully in the movie we'll see it. A little bit more of yeah. him because I love Will Smith. I think he's great. I think he's kind of hoping, to be honest, for a little bit of that comic book comeback magic mm. like that Robert Downey Jr. has saw and a few other people have seen. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, and you know that that uh, he's kind of hoping like this will be it. You know, I can bank on at least one more movie or two more movies in this franchise, and then maybe I'll start to get some more work again. And that's true. Yeah, I, I hope he does because he's great. It could it could work out. He'll be the he'll be the romantic interest in the Margot Robbie like lead comedy that she stars in. And it's like, and also Will Smith again. You liked yeah. him in that, <laughs> that movie, right? And it's like we- he'll just. We've paired this 50-year-old man up with the hottest 25-year-old actress in the business. Let's they were see. in a movie together already. Wait, what? Which yeah, one? Yeah, they were in, I don't remember what it was called, but he was like a, a, a con artist or something. Kind of oh, yeah, I know what no, you're talking her, about. right? Okay, yeah, I thought maybe it was, uh, what's the other girl from, uh, anyways, I'm pretty sure it was her, and they were in a movie together already, and Hello. it was not a very good movie. But Focus. Focus, uh, yes. Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, there was a thank, clip. Thank you for getting us out of quicksand. From yeah, that is quicksand. Uh, but yeah, there was a clip apparently shown of of footage. And I heard it was just the most charming thing ever. <laughs> I, haven't, now, I, and I haven't heard anything. I just I only that oh. it was shown and that was it happened. Like that was. That I was just all. I saw great tweets about it uh, on YouTube. I I found a grainy supposed like you know, cell phone video of the panel, but I don't even believe it because a ton of the scenes were from Civil War, so I don't know mm-hmm. if they were mixing them in with the Homecoming stuff, but I didn't see anything Homecoming. I didn't see the official thing, so. Well, you know, I'm excited. What about you, Emily? Did you see anything? I didn't see anything, okay. and uh, yeah, I'll just wait till it comes out, I guess. I Do just, you have any I hopes for this or expectations? I thought he was really good in The Avengers. Um, he seemed really Peter Parker-esque, and it seemed fun. And I really like Marissa Torme, too. I don't think she's old enough to play his aunt, but whatever. Or at least old enough to play Aunt May, but, you know, Aunt Bay. <laughs> That's the perfect name for her. That's what we should just call her from now on. But uh, I'm just kind of like Spider-Man reboot fatigue at this point. Yeah. So, well, I, mean, I was going to say, I just hope they don't retell the story. I'm so yeah. tired of the origin. 
story. I they think they know that by now. I mean, surely they're aware uh, if Marvel's going to just jump right in. You know, maybe there's like maybe they'll re- refer to it. I having just watched Spotlight, am hmm. am excited to see Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Like, and that yeah. that is my least favorite uh, Wait, villain. He's the vulture? Yes, yeah. he's the vulture. Yeah. Michael Keaton really... is playing a second winged uh, <laughs> bird man person. guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they've released that. the concept art of like what the concept... a third. A third. Oh yeah. my god. He's Batman, no, they released, Birdman they released, and... Oh god, yeah. They released the concept <laughs> art and it looks pretty great. I'm just like, huh. And uh, this was like when they were going to originally do a, a fourth Tobey Maguire movie. It was going to be John Malkovich as the Vulture, and I'm like, please no. God have yeah. mercy. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. So when they announced it again, I'm like, what? You know, I, and I have a huge love for Mysterio, so I'm just like, I, you know, I wish. I think I have this whole other podcast we need to do where I want to walk you through what a kick-ass Mysterio could be in today's day and, day and age. <laughs> I think. Imagine. I'll just say this. Imagine like a Daft Punk kind of helmet. Because um, if you think he's like a, a showman or a magician, like imagine that, and there's there's plenty of plenty of ways you can take that. So I just feel like, but Michael Keaton can do no wrong right now. He's in yeah. this kind of amazing renaissance of him. He's in a he's having his own reconnaissance. Yes. Um, you know, it's <laughs> like he, I, you know, if he's gonna do this, I would love to see. I, I can't wait. I just can't wait. <laughs> Anywho, um, I also uh, and this. I, you, Todd, you put on here. What the hell is this? I, <laughs> I saw a trailer for Legends of the Hidden Temple, which Nickelodeon. If you were a, a '90s Nickelodeon kid, as I was, one of their you know uh, most popular game shows back in the '90s. They've turned it into. I, I want to use the word movie lightly because I don't know if it's supposed to be in the theaters or if it's just a made-for-TV kind of thing. Um, the way it looks would lead me to believe it's the the latter because it does not look like movie quality. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what they're aiming to do with it. So if, if you're listening to this going, what? Like just go yeah. <laughs> go Google it, go find it. Um, as a fan of the show, I was I was you know, when I heard they were doing this, I was kind of excited. I'm like, oh this could be kind of like a Tomb Raider sort of thing. It literally looks like the game show <laughs> as a movie. <laughs> and I'm just not not understanding if what did it what get a major Comic Con release? Like yeah, no, they they debuted they they quote unquote dropped the trailer in one of the panels. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, and they had like a hidden temple like thing at the Nickelodeon booth, and oh, okay. I, mean, I freaking love. It was like the most stress-inducing show to watch, <laughs> and like I always thought, like, oh my god, I would do like you have to turn the monkey around, you idiots! Like, yes, I'll, I'll yes. kill on the show, you know. Yes. So I I didn't watch the trailer. I just have been hearing things about it. I know they did a documentary too about like the guy who was the host, and um, I just. Uh, I mean, I think it's funny. I think it is a TV movie, like a Nickelodeon TV movie. Okay. So it might be kind of fun, like, for kids who have absolutely no idea what we're talking about right now to be like, oh, <laughs> this seems fun. And, like, maybe they'll bring back, like, the competition show. I don't think they will. It's too, it's too 90s. But yeah. I, I would still con- – can they do it, like, for adults? I mean, if they're going to bring that back, they better damn well bring back The Adventures of Pete and Pete in, like, oh. a, a major way. Like, that's – yeah, if they're going to reboot something, that – yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Or are you afraid of the dark? Bring that back. Start no. with that. No. That would be... I still There's have a, nightmares. A lot of careers are launched off that show. That's, That's true. It's another That's podcast true. we can go back and deal with. <laughs> um, they also well, apparently dropped a trailer for uh, Kong Skull Island. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was about super excited about this and had read nothing about it. It was just when I was on YouTube looking for Comic-Con trailers on Saturday night, I found it and 
Uh, oh my gosh, uh, it looks so awesome. <laughs> I can't believe Samuel L. Jackson is in this movie. Like, I was so random to see him. I'm like, um, hi, what are you doing here? Like, I, it was like I heard his voice, and then a, and then a second later, I was looking at John Goodman, and I was like, what the hell are John you Goodman? doing in this oh, movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, yeah. I mean, it looks gnarly. It looks pretty yeah. magical, and like everyone in it is so amazing. But it's again, it's sort of like we. We get it, you guys. Yeah. Like you ran out of ideas. You know, well, we're just gonna do King Kong again. I get it. I totally sympathize with that point of view, and I have felt it. I would say that, and <laughs> if I hadn't been so excited about the trailer, but um, I I did appreciate again, like Spider Man. They're not retelling the origin story, which was mm -hmm. one of the things that was so wrong with the Peter Jackson King Kong for yeah. me, because I felt like once. When they were like in the middle of the movie, when they were allowed to just go crazy in the Peter Jackson King Kong, mm -hmm. I loved it. Like fighting the dinosaurs and all that stuff was awesome to me. Uh, but then all the all the sort of bringing back to New York thing, I, I really disliked. So for this one, they you know they tell them they're just they're you're just on a mission to pick up this team. It's quick in and out, uh, and then a tree hits one of their helicopters, and they find out they're not on just a simple mm -hmm. you know. Uh, uh, bug out kind of mission, um, and John Goodman, I guess, is the person who it's his voice that says, you know, there have been these monsters that ruled the planet longer than than uh, humanity, and so oh they're stuck in this kind of survival mode of the, having yeah. this gigantic King Kong. Um, fight is this them. is this the King Kong that is going to lead into the King Kong versus Godzilla? Absolutely. It is, okay. Because it says at the beginning, from the studio that brought you Godzilla. Godzilla yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So the King Kong's going to be bigger than ever. Yeah, he looks huge. He's enormous, yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's, yeah they don't actually, I don't think you ever see the entire body, but you see like a hand and you see, you see, well, first of all, there's like a bloody handprint on the side of a mountain that's crazy. Oh, my God. And you see his head come up over top of them. Um, yeah. so it's also Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson, so... So that's fun, yeah. Yeah, Swift. Hiddle Swift is in it? Yeah. Well, not the Swift part of not it. Not the Swift part. Luckily. Just well, the, the Hiddle part of it. Yeah, just the oh, Hiddle. Yeah. I, you know, I had heard this was coming out. I thought it was some kind of weird, like, smaller sort of, you know, continuation of the Peter Jackson story. Not that it was a sequel or anything, but just that it was sort of in that vein. I didn't know it was the one that would get us to King Kong vs. Godzilla. I, Which that's, I was way more excited for it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, and then throw in, do like a Pacific Rim like tie-in, and then have all three oh, movies off, and I do. have have all my money. Um, Lego Batman also <laughs> dropped. So um, Michael freaking Sarah is Robin. I yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, but I have like one point about this because like, why does the Robin look like Carrie Kelly and is not a girl? Uh, really yeah. noted. Yeah, like, good point. Uh, I'm like, you know, I like Michael Sarah, but like, what's the deal with that? Who's voicing the Joker? Uh, Zach Galifianakis. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy you knew that. That's so awesome. Like, you didn't even hear him in the trailer, but someone just, I think we talked about it on my other podcast, and I just laughed so hard. I'm like, that's so ridiculous, and I love it. And I was like, we, we joked, like, I hope they make the Joker, like, have a giant beard or something, like, his weird Galifianakis beard. 
That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be, I, and maybe it's maybe it'll be the first time the Joker actually gets to tell jokes, you know, in a yeah. Batman story, a modern Batman story. Yes, the trailer is really just Robin acting silly for two minutes. I mean, that, that's literally <laughs> all it is. It's not. There's nothing about the trailer that sets up the movie or anything. It's it just introduces Robin, uh, and it's just silly and and yeah. funny. So. And Alfred and Alfred being very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Daddy is mad. And you can't be Batman anymore, you know. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, other than uh, movie uh, teasers and trailers, there were also uh, TV teasers and trailers. There was it was not in the show notes, but we did. I I didn't watch it, but they gave us a a blip of Defenders, which is more just like concept graphics than anything else. Yeah. Um, and they gave us a blip of Iron Fist out of costume. Oh, man. So actually, so I'm not totally sure what actually happened in the panel, but what is online right now is you can see, um, and it's not on an official Marvel channel, but it's on a, a YouTube channel in HD, you can see this like long trailer for all the Netflix Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cutting in between Luke Cage, um, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And then that leads into another thing that that cuts between... Uh, into the de- the defenders and Iron Fist and and it's more than just like a blip like it's like there's kind of some stuff to it and mm-hmm. it, it it gave me enough where I was like curious you know it starts with this little scrap of paper I it I almost thought it was part of the Jessica Jones thing because it was cut like is she looking for Danny Rand mm-hmm. um, but then it shows um, you know him this the, this kid getting a little bit of training in the uh, ninja ways that he has and then I think being put in an asylum and coming out of it like uh, uh, so anyway I was just very intrigued by like how they're telling that story uh, every oh. time I see Loris Terrell in more like promotional like photos and things I'm more on board with that casting you know there was a lot of consternation Wait, he's not Asian Sir Loris is is he's Danny Rand yeah. yeah yeah oh man okay. yeah I'm ready, I'm, I'm ready for this because I also watched the uh, uh, King Arthur trailer, which came out of Comic Con, I guess. Is uh, he in that too? No, but uh, oh, Stannis Baratheon is doing his best Stannis Baratheon. <laughs> what does he play in that? Stannis Baratheon. I don't know. It's like <laughs> the most Stannis Baratheon role ever. He's in the he wasn't same armor. He just wandered he's, into Camelot. Yeah. He's being all stern, and that one was directed by um, Guy Ritchie. Oh. And um, so Charlie Hunan or Human or whatever his yeah, name is, yeah. is, is King Arthur. And it's like this Guy Ritchie thing okay. where he's like, what had happened was me and the lads were doing this. And that's oh my, my English accent. And I so he just it. talks like he's in Snatch or something. Oh, I hate it already. Oh. To, to a Stannis Baratheon character who is like not amused at all. Oh, God. It I wonder was, if that's supposed to be Merlin. Maybe. Well, he was an armor. But it was just uh, so weird. So I, I don't even want to talk about it. I can't tell you anything besides that except for <laughs> Well, the other but two L- big... Trail, okay. Loris Trail, man. Um, the other two big ones, though, the big two, the big series sort of trailers that they dropped, um, Sherlock Season 4, which I didn't expect either to be revealed. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how you all feel. I was... Um, Season three was a little tepid, you know, it had its moments, but it kind of left me going, well, okay. You know, I was, I'm still on board, but this trailer just sucked me right back in, and um, you throw Toby Jones on top of the, on top of the pile and just being all Toby Jones, and it's just like, oh my god, like he, it's just, I am so on board for this now. 
Yeah, I'm very concerned for Sherlock. <laughs> like, he well, spent, yeah. like, most of the trailer looking very sad and or scared. Yeah. Which uh, doesn't really happen. Like, Sherlock does not get sad and or scared. So yeah. what is going to happen that it makes him... My, my favorite part is in the beginning where Moriarty says, like, did you miss me? And I go, yes, yes, I did. Yeah. Like, please, please come back. You're the greatest. I, you know, if they bring Moriarty back, they better have a... a they need to have a plausible explanation. They can't just wave it aside. Like it's got to yeah. be. So it's either got to be like Toby Jones is his like you know his associate who's acting in his name, mm -hmm. um, or it's like that's what we think. And at the very end, you know the actual Moriarty returns in a way that's like you know I I don't know how they would do it, but it's got if they're gonna pull that, it's got to be it's got to be cool. It's got to be like a big WTF moment at the very. Toby end. Jones like rips his face off like Mission Impossible style. Oh, don't even deal. say that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, 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 that just got me all excited. That would be I so I loved long story short, I loved, loved, loved the movie version of Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy that came out a couple years ago. No, oh, with Gary Oldman. And Cumberbatch was in that, and Toby Jones was in that. Like it was literally a who's who, Colin Firth. Every British actor was in it. Um <laughs> with the exception of Maggie Smith, because she was off filming Downton Abbey, but everybody else was in it. And Toby Jones played this sort of menacing CIA director character that I'm just like, I want more of this. And it kind of seems like that's what Sherlock might be giving us, just kind of more of that that twist of character that he does so well. When he when you just let when they let him just sort of chew the scenery and just do whatever he like he is so <laughs> fantastic to watch. Um, I had to look up who this guy is, but yes, you're right. And Tinker Taylor, he is so awful. <laughs> he is great. All those guys, uh, Kieran Hines in Tinker Taylor is also kind of terrifying. Like I, oh, he's always terrifying. He's in my great. And then the other one, and this is like kind of a shameless plug for a podcast we're gonna do. Uh, American Gods dropped a full actual trailer after all these like they've been just dropping concept photos and and you know, production photos and stuff, and then we got our first full trailer off of their panel that they did. And first time we got to see like the aesthetic of the show, um, you know, the kind of the editing style, music and stuff. I am so on board for this thing that I I mean in my mind I always pictured something a little different. Um, and what they're showing me is something I I'm like I I want all of this. Like I'm so intrigued to see how they how they paint this and as a huge fan of the book like the casting is just perfect and oh, I just so can't can't wait. That's awesome. There's nothing about it that you would want to change based on the image you saw like from the books? Everything I've seen, the only thing that had me worried was that Entertainment Weekly photo in the Crocodile Bar, but it was like not <laughs> lit right. You know, everybody's complaining. Like, usually when they do that, it's just like, it's literally like somebody comes on with their iPhone and shoots a photo. It's not lit. It's not color corrected. It's not, you know. And so they kind of showed us more scenes from that same setup that were properly dressed for the show. Like, so I'm gotcha. like, okay. Um, but just seeing Ian McShane in his uh, Wednesday, as you know, just even doing his Wednesday lines, and I will be—I'm going to take full credit for this. I, when I was reading the book, thought you know it's tempting to think, oh, it's some, um, you know, you it, it make it uh, Anthony Hopkins or make it somebody like that who's played Thor before, you know, or not, not Odin before. Um, but as I was going, I'm like, man, this kind of reminds me of Ian McShane. Like that would be really cool. So when they cast him, I was like, oh my God, this was. <laughs> This is what I was wanting, um, and yeah, man. I just I and then you could put Jillian uh, uh, Anderson is in it as, as a new character that yeah. sounds really cool. Um, the whole thing, man. I can't wait to start this podcast. Now, is she not a character from the book? I 
I thought that her character media was was a I god. I don't look. believe so. I should. Doesn't I, she play Marilyn Monroe? That's well, what they're. That's what the yeah. characterization is going to look like. Yeah, like, yeah. She's going to be a character who helps the. Basically, is like the face of the new gods, like the public relations face mm-hmm. um, of them, and like the new gods. So, so the new gods are you know things like technology or mm-hmm. games or you know um, uh, these these obsessions that humans have now that they have. You know, like you know, I'm sure, like the iPhone or you know, you know, mobile phones or something will be, a, you know, a, a god. Um, and there's one actually called the Technical Kid who kind of represents a lot of that stuff. But oh. those will be, you know, and like money, I think will be like, you know, one too. But these are the gods that replaced the gods that you know immigrants brought with them when they came to the New World or when they came right. to America. And when uh, Ian McShane plays Mr. Wednesday, which is a loose amalgamation of Odin. So right. you know, he there's all this. And then they're all at war with each other as you as you come to find. I just can't. And, and the Orlando Jones as Mr. Nancy really took me by surprise. But the more I think about it, I'm like, man, that's gonna be cool too. So mm-hmm. there's just there's so much that I can't I can't wait for. Awesome, um, Emily, Emily. Did you have any other trailers that? that like you saw that were highly anticipated or gave you something um, new? They did show a, a bit of like the upcoming um, CW TV series. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good point. And so I, I, as I mentioned, I love The Flash. I think The Flash TV show is one of the best shows on television, largely due to Grant Gustin's portrayal of The Flash. And, and um, so they did show a little bit of like what the world would be like now that he saved his mom in the the end of the last season and Flashpoint, they obviously can't do as much Flashpoint as in the comics because a lot of the major players are missing and it just mm-hmm. probably just wouldn't work. But so we did get to see a little bit and it looks really good and I'm really excited for it. And um, the other one was uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which I just think is so fun. I mean, it's not super great, but I always have fun watching it, and I love White Canary in it, and I really love She's Captain Cold, good. and uh, so I'm excited for that one, too. I didn't watch Arrow because I haven't finished the last season of Arrow because I just got so sick and tired of it. <laughs> if you're out there and you're like, Legends of Tomorrow, and, and if you like Doctor Who, Legends of Tomorrow is the closest thing to American exactly. Doctor Who we're ever going to get. Exactly. Um, I mean, and Rory yeah. is in it. Rory's in it as the Doctor, and they have even they have admitted as much. They're like, we... Yeah. Basically wanted to do Doctor Who, so here you go. Yeah, and um, they, even like when they in the like beginning part, like the whatever the oh, the monologue in the beginning of this yes. season, last season, where they were like the Time Masters, all would go Time Lords, and yeah, then, yeah. all their little Doctor Who things. Yeah, yeah. I, he, he has a code. He has the code and everything. It's just like, man, oh. this is what it would have been like if if that actor was cast as the Doctor. <sighs> if you get to see. Now, did they show any Supergirl stuff? Yes, thank uh, you. Yeah, they, uh, I don't. Not that I saw. They might have, but I didn't um, see it. I know that um, Tyler Hochlin, who will be playing Superman in Supergirl, was Uh there at Comic-Con for the panel. And, um, you know, he's cool. I like him a lot. Um, If you don't watch Teen Wolf, you probably, or Seventh Heaven back in the day, you (laughs) might not know who he was. But um, he will make a really good Superman in, in, uh, so I am excited. I haven't actually watched the first season of Supergirl because I don't get CBS, but um, hopefully now they'll release it and I'll watch it and be ready for the new season because I'm I'm so excited to have her on the CW and I'm excited to have him be Superman for a little bit and they have a few more people joining their cast and so I'm excited for those. I'm excited for all 
called the CW one. Cool. Nice. Well, ju just to end on a on a Doctor Who note as we wrap up the trailer section, uh, I forgot to mention when we talked about the Netflix Marvel shows, uh, Taylor, if you did not watch those previews, then you missed David Tennant appearing in the Jessica Jones trailer. How can that be? He died. Spoilers. Did he? <laughs> we'll just, we can, we can leave it hanging right there. I, um, don't even tease me with that because I freaking – one of my biggest complaints that. about that series was Kilgrave ended. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. He was so creepy but so good. So good. Oh, so good. he was yeah. so good. And his menace, like the, the threat he, he – he was one of those threats that could easily become – exponentially worse as time went on. Oh, for so, sure. You know, it would be something where, like, a Defenders team-up might make sense. Um, well, dang. Maybe, I'm maybe gonna have to it wasn't, you know, it was. they were all cut together. There's no, I don't know if it was a flashback we saw or what. It'd be cool. I, it would be kind of neat if, if, like, you know, if the trauma of what she went through does haunt her from time to time, like where Kilgrave's like a voice in her ear that she can't quite escape. You know, like that kind of mm. thing would be interesting to... Mm -hmm. At least it would be a way to bring him back, and you know, as as she develops as a character, she learns to you know shut him up and silence him, or you know make him not a threat anymore. Um, there were some other things that happened that I think we should just do a lightning round on, yeah, and just do, do a little, just a fast, just you know, everybody, um, everybody just weighs in real quick on what they thought. Uh, new Marvel logo, new Marvel Studios logo. Does anybody? You're care? talking about the bumper, right? Not the actual like just static graphic, but the bumper that's starting out at the movies, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, did. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> I didn't even see it. Didn't okay, even cool. see it. <laughs> uh, Brie Larson finally announced as Captain Marvel. Uh, I really love this. I actually was really pulling for Katie Sackhoff from um, Battlestar Galactica. She just looks like Captain Marvel to me and is a bit more of the age range, but I really love Brie Larson. She's a phenomenal actress. Oscar-dominated Oscar award winning. Exactly. I mean, so I think she's going to be really great. And I just love – she seems like a really nice person, and so it's, I'm, I'm glad to have her in the Marvel Universe for sure. Yeah, I agree with all those comments. Um and I do I I hear the age thing, but um, I'm just hoping that it, like I you know when uh, <laughs> Paul Rudd was announced that he was playing Scott Lang instead of Hank Pym, there's some like kind of outrage like how dare you start Ant Man as Scott Lang? And I'm just hoping that starting with um, Captain Marvel a little bit younger like gives us a chance to see her grow in the. In I the think Marvel they're banking on her way. being. Being the new Robert, as Robert Downey yeah. Jr. retires from their role, I think they're banking on her being able to, to carry the Marvel verse, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, much like RDJ has. I think that's what I they're headed for. Get an Oscar uh, winner in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thor Ragnarok. We talked a little about the about the teaser that they they showed, but anything else? I mean, they put a, a video game kind of logo up for it. The, <laughs> that was new and fun. Any any other thoughts? I just freaking, I'm so excited. I just, yeah, I, I don't even really care about Thor, but I'm so excited. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I, yeah, same thing. Like I'm, you know, I watched the first one in the theater. Thought it was really difficult to watch. Uh, didn't bother with the second one until I rented it a few months ago. I liked it, but it was a rental. And um, again, I'm gonna butcher his name for the second time in our podcast, Taylor. <laughs> but uh, uh, Taika Waititi. Um, I'm just mm -hmm. so excited that he's doing this. And Director. Um, yes, he directed mm -hmm. What We Do in the Shadows and has yeah. been a big uh, Flight of the Concord sort of mm -hmm. uh, collaborator for a while. Mm -hmm. And so he was like a real left-field choice, you know, this comedic director to yeah. to do this. So I'm yeah. 
really interesting. Jeff Goldblum's in it. I'll watch yeah. that. Jeff Goldblum's in it Anything. as the collect. No, as uh, the uh, the game master. What is, uh, what what's his name? The... He's a uh, no. He's a uh, he's a. Uh, isn't he one of the gods? No, he's no, uh, he... he's um uh, taskmaster. With the man, he's like the brother of the collector. It's like in the comics, it's like the mass, the game master. The oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. Um, yeah, he's, sort of, he's like a Q like character, like from Star Trek: Next Generation. We just okay, kind of the fucks grandmaster. With grandmaster. Grandmaster. Yes. Okay. And yeah. Kate Blanchett. And Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Is, is yeah. hell. Oh, I can't. Do wait. you think they're gonna cram a lot of Infinity War stuff into this movie? Mm, I don't think so. I think, I mean, because the main bad guy is hell, I think they may uh, uh, do, you know, like one bit little part, you know, where they find one or they're looking for a stone or they talk about Thanos a little bit, but I think that our main objective will be to defeat hell because she is a crazy cool lady. Interesting. Um, cool. I'd say the one thing I want to know is uh, what other cool stuff did you do at the con, Emily? Like, oh, um, well, okay, so I did actually get to see, like, do one thing. So um, my favorite comic book character of all time is the Huntress, Helena Bertinelli. Oh, okay. So she is now included in the new Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. They've brought her back. Um, she was included in Grayson, uh, but not as a Huntress, just as Helena. So now they're, like, bringing Helena back into the world as the Huntress, so I'm, like, going to cry. And so it had just come out on Wednesday, so I got him, and the writers were there, and I had them sign it for me. They had a signing. So I had nice. the one and the variant cover, and so they're both there. And I, I, they're sisters, um, and so that was really fun. And they also write for one of my favorite shows on TV, The 100. So it was so cool to like meet them and talk to them and talk to them about the character and talk to them about The 100. So now I have my two signed comics. And um, I also did another signing with one oh. of my friends, um, and her name is Sam. Her name is Sam Mags. The and person I was running to see when yes. Will Smith thwarted me. Yes. And so <laughs> she, briefly, briefly, yeah, briefly. Briefly. And so she is a super cool lady, and we, we've been like internet friends for a few years, and before she was, you know, super hype, and before the book came out and stuff. And so I, was, I already had her other, the, the first book that she wrote, Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy, and then she also has a new book coming out called Wonder Women, which is a story about a, of some really cool, geeky uh, Wonder Women, obviously. So I actually had her sign that one for me, and then sign Fangirl's uh, Guide to the Galaxy for my 11-year-old cousin, because she's like a little nerd, and I wish in my family I had had like a nerdy older cousin to help guide me. And Aww. so I get, I get <laughs> Her this book, and it was just good, like to see Sam too. Like, oh yeah, and yeah. so I'd never met her either, and she doesn't know who I am. But uh, we've uh, exchanged, you know, tweets and stuff like that mm -hmm. over the years. And I went up and was like, oh, I'm gonna get Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy mm -hmm. uh, because I haven't read it. And then she she grabbed Wonder Woman and started talking to me about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm totally sold on this book. Mm -hmm. I'm giving this to my niece. I'm gonna be able to read her the stories out of Wonder Woman. Um, so she signed it to my niece and gave me this very cool little inscription and yeah, yeah. she's awesome. She's a, she's a sweetie. Oh, also, oh my God, I um, if you follow me like on social stuff, you probably saw this, but I met Felicia Day on the street. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I was just like, we were leaving like from our our whatever we were doing, and I just saw her, and I just like it was like like kind of like a gut reaction, like Felicia, and she like was like hi, and I was like, um, I, can I get a picture with you really quick? And she's like, um. 
yeah, I'm really busy, but like walk with me for a little bit. And so then I'm like, okay, so I like oh, wow. walk with her for like, you know, like 20 steps or something. I'm like, where are you headed? She's like, I'm going to dinner. She was like eating a power bar. Like I could tell she was like exhausted. Like she was probably conning all day. And so then Peter had the, my phone or whatever, and then she like stopped and we took a picture. And I was like, okay, oh my God, like thank you. You know, I'm a fan, bye. And then she well, like hustled off to dinner. But By the way, I, one yeah. big one big piece of news we didn't talk about, she had been previously cast in the upcoming Mystery Science Theater 3000 yeah. reboot. And they announced at the con that they're actually, that Netflix will be the home for said reboot, which was yeah. largely on the back of the fans on Kickstarter. Like that yeah. thing... You know, they raised an ungodly amount of money to produce this thing, and they're going to. And she's, I, she is like one of the. I, I don't. Know, she is she the main bad guy that uh, that that uh, keeps them up on the space station. She's at least part of that that group. So it'll be really fun to see her and a bunch of new actors kind of bring bring new life to that show. Yeah, so that was all my swag, and I, I got like a couple of things. Like I got co another Huntress comic variant, and um, I got one of those custom Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That was at the Yu-Gi-Oh booth. It was really fun. It was really cool. It was very fun. We got to we we got to plug those the Undress, uh creator team who who are. Oh, they? okay. So um, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey will be. I think it's an annual. Uh, don't quote me on that. And so they're written by Julie and Shauna Benson. Okay. And I cannot remember who does the art, but it's fantastic. And the first issue was just came out last Wednesday, and it's really, really good. If you're especially a fan of any of, especially Batgirl or any of the Birds of Prey, read it. It's it's gonna be great, and I'm but crying. Just to clarify, like briefly, like so, had Huntress been kind of pushed out during the New Fifty Two? <laughs> she um. Because she was in the Birds of Prey. And yes. I think it must have been right before New 52 that ruined everything. Well, okay, yeah, so, um, she, <laughs> I know all the, I yeah. mean, I'm just, she was in the Birds of Prey, like the Gail Simone run of the Birds of Prey for a very long right. time. Yes. And then, um, also during the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Helena actually fights on the side of, of Wonder Woman and ends up dying in, in Final Crisis. And so then with... In final Crisis. Yes. And so she... So like, you know, with the New 52, they gave her like a six-issue run um, where she's just kind of by herself. She's like in Italy. She like takes on some human traffickers. And, yeah. you know, she's pretty cool. She's she's good in that one. And then that ended, and it, it, it for some reason, they decided that they were going to bring a Huntress from Earth 2, which is... Uh, Helena Wayne, the daughter of Batman and Catwoman, which was actually the original Huntress. And right. they basically came up with this weird story like, oh, you know, actually the Huntress has been dead since Final Crisis, and Helena Wayne just like took on her identity to protect no, herself God. and whatever. Okay. So it was really terrible. And so they had this long <laughs> run of comics of Helena Wayne and Power Girl in Earth 2, and then that Oh, ended. that's right, that's right. Yeah, and so you did see it was, like, the same costume, the same look and right. stuff, and she got to be a part of, like, Death of the Family and, you know, a few other things, but, you know, I don't like that one. It's not as uh, nuanced, and so now uh, she was in the Grayson comics, which were really, really good, and she's basically the matron of this spy school. So, but she's not the huntress. She wields a crossbow. She's named Helena Bertinelli, um, she has a bit of a different look to her. She's much more dark-skinned. She has kind of bigger, curlier hair. And people really liked her, I guess. And she got along really well with Dick Grayson. They had a thing back in the day. and um, So now she, that one from Spiral, um, is now in, in The Birds of Prey. And they've kind of brought her origin story back 
to alignment of that, you know, she's the daughter of this mob boss and you know, her right. family's dead and like all this kind of stuff. So cool. yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I got. I'll mention uh, uh, some swag I got. Um, I was just most excited to meet uh, authors and get actual signed books. Um, mm. uh, so definitely, Sam Max was one. Um, the other is this uh, this team named Mark Russell and Shannon Wheeler, who have written two books: um, "God Is Disappointed in You" and <laughs> "Apocrypha Now," um, and each is a a uh, very uh, literal and deadpan retelling of the stories of the Bible. Like every single book of the Bible is in God is Disappointed in You, and then all the apocryphal literature um, is in Apocrypha Now. And um, But anyway, I, I met those guys. Um, Shannon Wheeler's like a New Yorker cartoonist, so that's kind of his style of presenting these separate chapters. It's not like a comic book where it's like panels. It's it's There's written word, and then there's like one cartoon that kind of ties together the story and um, but I met I met them and they were just so like uh, funny and charming and, and you know drew me a little doodle in each book and, mm -hmm. and wrote a little inscription that I went back like a day later and bought a copy for some friends and got it <laughs> autographed um, so that was like the thing that, that made me the happiest and then I got um, I got some art from uh, uh, Miss Katie Cook um, mm -hmm. who was super super freaking popular in Artist Alley, every single day had a line that, I'm not kidding, was like 100 feet long because she was literally live drawing pictures of people's pets. So <laughs> waiting like an hour to get her to just draw a picture of their pet. <laughs> and she had to put a note up on the second day that was like, if you want to buy a print, just talk to the guy sitting next to me. <laughs> so I had to like, you know, walk through this line like I'm not cutting, I promise. <laughs> just walk up to this guy like I want these two prints because she has this great, um, this you know, uh, kid style of cartooning. Um, and so I got a print for my niece and nephew, uh, uh, little Star Wars prints. And then my friend Eric Coda, whom we will speak to on a later podcast, was in Artist Alley for the first time this year, and so I got a couple of prints from him. So um, he's a really great artist, and you should go get his prints. And yeah, that's probably all the swag I uh, I want to talk about. I don't mm -hmm. know what else I got. I hit the uh, Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. Um, Taylor and I interviewed um, uh, many months ago uh, a lady named Amanda at Muse Comics in Colorado Springs. Amanda, I, that's right. I saw her at the CBLDF table. By the time I got over there, she was not there. Oh, so, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Amanda from Muse in Colorado Springs, <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, they're they're a really good uh, a First Amendment um, legal defense fund uh, for comic creators that you should support. Uh, I think at least I support them. So yeah, that's all my swag. Nice. Anything else we should plug about the con? We have really gone over time. <laughs> Well, we still need to. Do we still want to pick up a Killing Joke, uh, and with you and I? Uh, sure, we will do that. Um, let's do a, a plugging round, Emily. Yes. Uh, what would you like to plug? What is going on in your life right now? Um, well, as per usual, you can always find me on Instagram and Twitter at that Emily Kelly K E L L E Y. And um, you can also listen to me most every Wednesdays. We've uh, taken 
bits and breaks here and there. On assemblyofgeeks.com on the Assembly of Geeks podcast. That's on Wednesdays. And also, um, I'm trying really, really hard, I promise, to get back into doing more YouTube stuff. I think we w- we do have a video uh, I'm going to go up for Comic-Con in the next week or so. So cool. if you would like to find me on YouTube, you can just look for Wrong Button Media. Cool. Uh, Taylor, would you like to plug yourself, or should we oh, plug Oh, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, you can find me at Taylor Trask on Twitter, ToddandTaylorShow.com, ToddandTaylor.com. And wherever fine podcasts are listened to or sold or downloaded or whatever it is the you kids are doing with your podcasts these days. Yes, and I am at Hey Todd A on Twitter, um, and that, that's where you can find me. I'm at I'm, I'm HeyToddA.com, but nothing really happens there. So <laughs> find me on Twitter. Or go to ToddandTaylor.com to listen to all these podcasts. I was told at Comic Con that uh, what was the app they were using. Um, I think it was on Stitcher that if you search for Game of Thrones podcast, we are right up there in the top ten. Hells yes. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, and I credit it all to our fabulous guest stars on the last episode. <laughs> I see, no, no joke. That, that, uh, that elevated that entire show. Like, we need to <laughs> well, we, And we are, re- we are ready, Emily. We are ready for this uh, Summer Children podcast.